When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Crowley, nice job with that one. This is the Fly the W670 podcast. It's episode 42. It's season two. The Cubs are 10 games under. Let's get into some news, some roster moves, and then let's preview the uh, end of this uh, road trip out west when they're going to be taking on the San Francisco Giants. Now, this is uh, something that just, you know, I know a lot of, it's weird. I don't know if it's just a Cub fan thing or what. I've heard Bears fans. I don't know if it's a Chicago thing. But for whatever reason, people think just because a guy used to play for the Cubs, they're going to make a good manager. Joe Girardi did not accept a position as head baseball coach at the University of Florida. Don't know. Now, just Joe's just for this, it was University of Central Florida. That Central might be a little Florida, bit of a difference. Maybe a difference, maybe not. But it, you're on to you're on to something. I wonder if he just likes the broadcasting. He's in the booth, or I wonder if he's just a shark swimming around waiting to see if. Uh, David Ross's job becomes available. Remember, Joe Girardi did apply for this same job and met with Jed and Thea when David Ross was chosen as the head coach to follow Joe Madden. But all right, interesting let's not I skip. O- let's not skip over that. Let, let's 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 talk about. It. Let's unpack this, if you will, for a second. Do you think that if you took Joe Girardi and you put him in David Ross's seat, and you took David Ross out of the Cubs clubhouse and dugout? What do you think happens? I mean, I, I don't think I don't think it's going to be that big of a difference. We talked about it on the last episode. Joe Madden was struggling with the Angels last season. They fire him. Phil Nevin comes in. Now, Joe Girardi has a better resume, clearly, but he was with those Yankee teams that were phenomenal. I I, I wanted Joe Girardi. I wanted Joe Girardi to be the Cubs manager in 2007 when they hired Lou Pinella. Uh, and then he went to the Yankees and found a lot of success. I think that sometimes time passes you by, and I don't know if Joe Girardi would be uh, the kind of manager that would work well with uh, today's modern day ball player. I might be wrong. I just, I, I'm not a, I'm not just because Joe Girardi went to Northwestern and played for the Cubs. I don't think that automatically qualifies him to be a great manager. No, that's I'm with you. I, that's not the solution. I like Joe in the booth. I've enjoyed listening to him on marquee, but uh, I don't think the answer to the Cubs problems is taking David Ross out and putting Joe Girardi in. Right. Don't, don't think so at all. Uh, the other thing that people are making a big deal about, and I, and I got I got to, you know, I, I love Cub fans, but sometimes I got to just slap my head. So <laughs> Mar- marquee was kind of doing this cutesy thing before the game where they show uh, Seiya Suzuki trying to recruit Shohei Otani. Suzuki's mimicking a fishing motion, trying to catch uh, Shohei, and and he's pointing to his hat saying, you know, you got to come to the Cubs. You know, absolutely hilarious. Good stuff. I love Shohei. Uh, I I love Suzuki. I think he's a funny guy. I wish he would hit more home runs. But, uh, you know, you sit there and you take a look at this, Dustin, and, and you've talked about this. I know. I know you guys have talked about it on the Mully and Haw show in the morning. But there's, there, there, you know, you're you're looking at five hundred million dollars minimum. That's 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 the start, in my opinion. That's the floor for this guy. He is clearly the best 
free agent on the market by far. He is clearly one of the best players in baseball. You've heard the Babe Ruth comps, and you got to understand between his ability to hit the ball, and we saw it this series, his ability to pitch, which thank God we didn't have to see, this guy is a unicorn. That being said, since he's gotten into MLB, he's been stuck on a crappy Angels team, and he hasn't had the opportunity to play in the brightest lights uh, of MLB postseason baseball. So why? Why do you, does anybody think he wants to come to the Cubs when you see the mess that they are? Do you think Saya alone makes this team, does this change the equation, I guess, of what this team is? Well, if you still had Cody Bellinger and if you had Shohei Otani batting second or third, I don't know, did you catch that, uh, Crawley, the piece that Marquis did about putting Shohei Otani in this lineup and how that might change things up a little bit? After Shohei was in town playing the White Sox and then the Cubs getting to play him, I am coming more to the side of backing up the truck and paying the guy because – David Sampson had a good point on the Mully and Haw show. He, the former uh, president of the uh, Marlins, a middle of the order hitter is 30 million a year. The ace of a pitching staff, the second guy on a pitching staff is 25 to 30 a year. That's what you're going to get for Shohei Otani for at least five years. I don't think Shohei is going to be able to be an elite pitcher and an elite hitter combined for a decade as you know, and everybody listening to this podcast knows you have to pay in the future and you may not get what you want, but I do think in this crap ass division, I think you put say you put Shohei Otani in this lineup, in that starting rotation in this division, and you can win the division. Right. But the way I look at it is everybody is going to be backing up the truck to try to get Shohei Otani. The Cubs are not the only one. So Shohei's going to. Have I guess it's to- how far are you willing to go? Right. If you if you say 500 is the floor. OK. If you say 500 is the floor. What's the ceiling? Don't know. And that's the thing, though, is if you're Shohei, o- <laughs> if you're Shohei Otani and you have your choice of teams and let's say, uh, you know, an, another team that maybe is in better position than the Cubs as far as current roster construction offers him similar or slightly less. Is Shohei the kind of guy that is going to want to try to win a championship? I, I, obviously, you and I, you know, we don't get to watch a ton of Angels baseball. This has been a pain in the ass all week with this West Coast games. But watching him in the World Baseball Classic, Right away to myself, I said, this is a guy that wants to win. That means everything to him. And and so, Dustin, when you talk about it, what's the difference between 700 million and 650 million? Like, you know, one less yacht? I don't know. I think more than anything, this guy wants to go on a winner. He wants to be on a competitive team that is competing for not the, the division title in the crappiest division, but a championship. Right, that's and that's, I, think that's I, I agree with you, and I think that's part of many problems, but that's part of the problem that the Cubs laid such an egg, right, against the Angels. It wasn't really even competitive. No. And, and so th- there, there was nothing that's going to entice him to come. I agree that he wants to win. Now, I will tip of the cap to say a Suzuki. I appreciate the fact that he's doing what he should be doing and, and trying to recruit his fellow countrymen uh, to the middle of the, the middle of the United States. Uh, to the most beautiful place on earth, but uh, 
we're going to have to wait and see. And two words for you, Dustin, Steve Cohen. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, but, look is- at, but look at Crowley, to your point, okay? I, I, I know we got more to cover, but to your point, Steve Cohen has spent how much money? I don't think he's going to stop. But but how much has he spent? Uh, he spent a boatload, and the Mets are and, and they're terrible, and yep. they're terrible, no doubt. They're they're they they're blowing they're blowing leads. I mean, at least, I mean, it, it, at least they can score, I guess. I mean, but they're they're blowing multi-run leads night in and night out. Right, and they lost obviously their closer, and that didn't help. But no doubt about it, and, and we'll see what happens. I'm just saying, there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to have the checkbook open. No, no doubt about that. All right, let's talk about the roster. Let's talk about some injury report, and then I will tell you what I would do to, I think, uh, help this roster, especially this weekend. Well, I know everyone's sad. Edwin Rios went on the IL with a groin injury. Um, I don't know if any Cub fan could pick him out of a lineup right now. Michael Rucker was called back up. Justin Steele had a touch and field session the other day. What does that mean, by the way? What is that touch and feel session? I mean, that sounds like something like, you know, Roosevelt road in a, in a strip mall, a touch and feel session. I have no idea. My guess is just, I've never seen that. I'm like, what exactly is a touch and feel session? My guess is he picked up a baseball, threw it around for a little bit. I don't know why they wouldn't just say he played catch from 15 right. feet or 20 we, feet. We or see that I have no all idea. the time. He plans to play catch. What is this? I mean, I almost feel goofy <laughs> in, in a week or so asking Tommy Hadovy. Tommy, could you please explain touch and feel session to us? I think you should. I think it's a good question. David Ross said he's on track to start on June 17th. That would be against Baltimore. So let's wait and see. We got updates on Cody Bellinger and Brad Boxberger. They're on the way to Arizona. The Arizona Complex League has started. And uh, that's a place where, you know, a lot they have two different Cubs teams, the red and the blue, and they play games against each other in Sloan Park. And so uh, that'll end up being where they'll probably start off and then they'll get a minor minor league rehab assignment, whether it's Iowa or somewhere else is yet to be seen. All right. Well, I'm hoping at about three o'clock our time, maybe four o'clock, we'll have like a Taylor McGregor or Bruce Levine tweet that the, uh, the Cubs are sending miles master Boney down to triple a. And in a corresponding move, they are bringing Nick Madrigal up from the minors. And then I am hoping to see a lineup that has Patrick wisdom playing first base and Christopher Morell playing third base. And then the first time they need a bat off the bench with maybe runners in scoring position, they let Nick Madrigal bat. The guy at least will put the bat on the ball. Our friend I'm not Tommy saying Bur- that solves all the problems, but it's got to be better than what's going on right now. Our friend Tommy Birch, he's been on the podcast. He covers um, the Iowa Cubs for the Des Moines Register. Had an interesting article about it the other day. Uh, and the Cubs are like, oh, we found something in his swing. And Magical said, no, it's just consistent playing time. And this is the problem that you end up having with Morrell, with Mervis, with uh, Wisdom, with whoever is, is, is you have. And when this is when you're talking about the ingredients, it just doesn't seem like it's fitting right. And guys are just not having opportunities to get into any kind of rhythm. So I don't know if you have Nick Magical and you just have him come off the bench, if that's going to do it. Um, 
I but would it couldn't say, hurt, right? It couldn't hurt. Well, no, you can keep doing this. And, and that's the thing is you sit there and you send these guys down and then they go down and they hit 400 in Iowa, which I think Magical is doing right now. And then you bring them up and then, you know, I mean, it's, it's the same story. Well, what so. about sending, what about sending Mervis down so he could feel good about himself for a little bit? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I think the biggest, I think the, the, what you need to do more is, is especially 10 games out. And if you're at the point where this team is no longer really competitive is you have to see with what you have with Matt Mervis. We know what Matt Mervis can do against triple a pitching. He's got to figure it out at the big league and you have to make that determination right here. And now if Matt Mervis is your future. Yeah. All right, Crowley, let's not spend a whole bunch of time. We know where the standings stand. They stink. Um, <laughs> David Ross used the word suck two times in one answer, I believe, after Tuesday's game. So just real quick, Cubs are in fourth place. They're 26 and 36, four and six in the last 10, four-game losing streak, and somehow, some way, they're still ahead of the St. Louis Cardinals. Beautiful. I love it. Well, like you said, you know, the Cubs are going to have to do something here against the Giants to finish this up. Last season, the Giants finished 81 and 81, 500 exactly. They finished third in the NL West behind the Dodgers and the Padres. They played the Cubs seven times last season, taking five out of the seven games. The Cubs took one in San Francisco and one in Wrigley. The Giants were looking to make a huge splash in the offseason, but they just missed out on Aaron Judge. You remember how close that was? And then they were the first team to win the Carlos Correa lottery until that deal fell apart and all the chaos happened. Offseason, they made a lot of moves, but I don't know if there's anything that really kind of stuck out. They, they got uh, a couple pitchers, Michael Conforto, Jack Peterson re-signed. Uh, they got a lot of pitching, but, you know, nothing big. They had a lot of losses. Carlos Rodon, who went to New York and is back to being injured again, which is what we talked about, why we didn't want him, Dustin. Uh, Brandon no, Bell. thank you. Evan Longoria, they lost. Uh, Harleen Garcia. Give me Shelby Eva Miller. Longoria. You, oh, sorry. <laughs> and then infielder Tommy Lastella. I, I don't know if Tommy caught on with anyone yet, but uh, he was gone Tommy. as well. Yeah, yeah so, Tommy. I do like the pitching probables that we have, again, subject to change, but I feel much better about this series than I do the Angels. But like you said, the Cubs didn't lose the last series because of their pitching. They lost it because they couldn't hit worth a damn. Right. If they can't figure out to, you know, and even though two is a crooked number, it's still too little. Like they need like, I think four or five needs to be the key, the key number. Let's score four or five runs tonight with Marcus Stroman on the hill. And I feel a whole lot better that we could fly the W once again. Well, you know, and it's interesting. I was listening to the broadcast last night and Boog and, and Doug Glanville, who's doing a great job um, as, as his partner, were talking about it is that the Cubs are having very patient at bats, right? And that usually you think about as a good thing, but sometimes they're getting too 
patient. They're getting a lot of two strike counts and then they're getting wiped out. Now the league is just do, you know, when you have two strikes, you run into a lot of trouble. You, so if you saw Saya the other day who had a really good game last night, he was being really aggressive going after first pitches. I think the Cubs have gotten so predictable in just taking pitches and then they end up getting upset when all of a sudden a call doesn't go their way, but they keep ending up in these two strike counts like to see him start to try to look a little bit more aggressive in the strike zone. Yep. I, I would totally agree with that. All right. So the probables Crowley, we got Marcus Stroman tonight. So that's good news. Yep. Marcus Stroman, six and four, two thirty-nine ERA facing off against Anthony Desclafani, four and five, three ninety-seven. We all know what the Stro Show has been doing, which has been impressive in his last three starts against San Diego, Tampa Bay, and the Mets. All really good teams. He's given up a total of two runs in, a, in 23 innings. So that will definitely play. That's where we laugh and say maybe one run will actually win a game when Marcus Stroman is on the, on the mound. But you just, you know, again, we don't want to put that kind of pressure on Stro. Just give it. He got good run support last game he was out. I'm hoping that the Cubs are able to do that again against the Giants. But, you know, who knows? Now, as far as DeScalfani, DeScalfani has been around, gosh, a long time. And he's, uh, you know, he's 33 years old. He's got a, a lot of righties coming up in this. So you sh we should be seeing a lot of Matt Mervis. He struggled the last time out against Baltimore, only went three innings and gave up five runs. Against Pittsburgh, he did a lot better, went seven innings, gave up three runs. And against Minnesota, he went five innings and gave up four runs. So he's definitely a guy that you can score some runs off of, but I just don't know with this Cubs offense. Now, you never no. And then we've got uh, Kyle Hendricks, right? He's been he's he's coming around, right? I, I really liked his last outing. Yeah, you know, you, you sometimes that last outing he had, it was we didn't have a chance to talk about it because of the night game going into a night game and all this other stuff. He got, uh, David Ross got thrown out. Phil Cuzzy had an awful strike zone and the right. Cubs made some mistakes, but he went six innings, gave up six hits, four earned runs. But it was just, like I said, I don't like to blame umpires, but awful. it really affected the out outcome of this game. And then before that against Tampa, he had a good game, five innings. He gave up one run. So he's, he's slowly working his way back into play and shape. So I think that um, I look forward to see what he does every, every outing. I mean, we're just kind of watching and seeing like, okay, next step, where are we at? And then for the Giants, we have Jacob Junis. When we look at his last three outings against Baltimore, he only yep. went three One innings. One step at a time, Crowley. <laughs> when, you know, so with, with Junis, it's kind of interesting looking at the way that he is kind of coming out. He hasn't been a starter, so he has been coming out of the pen. So I don't know if they're going with some sort of opening strategy. He has zero starts this season. So don't know if that's the plan, but we'll see. So not, you know, he's got a three and two record with a 386 ERA in 16 games. He's only thrown 32 innings. So should be interesting hopefully the cubs can do something there but i never i hate the opener strategy i feel like that's like always a struggle for teams when you have to if it's a bullpen game but we'll see what happens here and, and then, then game number three hayden wisniski right yeah and and we talked about last game i think he looked really really good he's had two games since he came back 
Um, he he was he, he came out of the pen when Steele w- was pulled from the game and went 3.2 innings and only gave up one run. And then against the Angels, 4.2 innings, he gave up two earned runs. But I thought that his stuff is looking much better than it did when he was previously up in Chicago. I don't know what they fixed, but again, hoping hoping that he continues to n- take that next step forward. For the Angels, this has been kind of disappointing. This was a guy that they expected a lot out of Sean Manaya, and it just really uh, has not worked out. Two and three with a six ten ERA. But here's the thing about Manaya is that he got off to a god awful start, just absolutely horrible. And he's been looking better as of late. So when you look at the ERA, you're kind of saying to yourself. Okay, maybe, you know, whatever. But this is another guy that just really hasn't started many games for them. He's he's started, I'm looking at this right here, he started six games so far this season. So doesn't have a lot of starts out of, out of his belt. He's, he's pitched a lot of games and he's kind of worked uh, a lot of relief, but he's just not been very good. So against Colorado on 6-6, he did okay. He didn't start the game. He went 4.2 innings pitch, gave up five hits and four runs. So I think that with this series so far, I think the pitching lines up better for the Cubs. I just don't know what to expect out of the hitting. Right, and that takes us into who's hot and who's not. We, we know who's not. We know who's not <laughs> hot. Okay, we, we that that we have that we have covered. Crowley, Can you were you able to come up with somebody that was actually hot? How about Miguel Amaya? He, in his last 15 at-bats, he has five hits, a home run, and three RBI. So that's a 333, 474, and a uh, 533 slug. So I like to see the kid have, you know, more at-bats. Uh, other than that, the only other guy that's barely above the Mendoza line is Jan Gomes in the last seven games. And he's batting 286 and slugging 571 with a home run and an RBI. So basically you have two catchers and then everybody else is 222 or below. All right, let's go to the uh, Giants who we're facing. Who do we need to be paying attention to? Who's hot out in San Francisco? Who is hot out in San Francisco? You got a couple guys. Uh, Austin Slater plays center field. He has only had 12 at-bats, but he has five hits, which is good for a 417, 417, 417 slash line. You don't see that too often where your slash line's all the way across. Lamont Wade is a first baseman for the Giants. He's seven for his last 18 with three RBIs, 289, 520, and 586. For the not, old friend Jock Peterson, two for his last 11, slashing 182, 357, slugging 182, so not a lot of power there. And they have a left fielder, Mitch Herringer, who is two for his last 18 with no home runs, one RBI, slash 111, 273, 167. All right, Crowley, prediction time. Uh, you just said you liked how the uh, pitching lined up, but of course we have no idea what to expect from the offense. So what do you think is going to happen over the next three days in San Francisco for the Cubs? I'm I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. <laughs> I, I'm going out the on sigh, a limb. Here. Crowley, you're killing me with the sigh. I, I'm going with the because, like I said, I like this the pitching matchups. I think they favor the Cubs, but it's like again, you put all the pressure on the pitchers and the bullpen when you can't score more than one or two runs. So I, I, I I'm going to go with the Cubs taking two out of three. I'm going to I'm going to gamble a little bit here. I don't feel very comfortable with it. 
but I think I'm hoping for a good end to the road trip. I love Stroman on the mound against Disclafani. And then with Hendricks and West Niski, I think, uh, I, I, like I said, I, Sean Manea has been hot garbage I, and then Hayden has looked better. So I, I like, I feel like you have two chances to win a game games, two or three based on the pitching matchups. I hate to say this. I said it a lot last summer, Crawley. I'm going to say it again. Just don't get swept. Just don't get swept. That would be a really, really, really bad way to limp your way home to Wrigley Field. Please don't get swept. Fingers That's crossed, a wrap. Man. That's a wrap, Crowley. Don't forget to listen, download, review, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Follow the socials, Fly the W on Facebook. Also do it on Instagram. And you can email us at flythew670, gmail.com. And as Crowley mentioned earlier, don't forget you can watch us. YouTube by subscribing to the 670 The Score YouTube channel. Cub fans, I know it looks dark, but don't give up hope. Maybe the Cubs will surprise you and come back with some wins from San Francisco. Go Cubs!